Florida Matters is supported by WUSF members just like you. Your donation of $5 or $25 will help ensure public radio thrives. And thanks to Candy Olson, an additional $50 will be added to your donation. Visit WUSF.org match to maximize your gift today. Welcome to Florida Matters More, the podcast for Florida Matters, WUSF public media show about the issues and events that Floridians care about. I'm Robin Sussingham, host of Florida Matters. You can hear Florida Matters Tuesday evenings at 6.30 and Sunday mornings at 7.30 on WUSF 89.7 or streaming on WUSFnews.org. This week on Florida Matters, we're getting an update from area school districts on how they're complying with a new law that requires them to put armed guards in every public school. Coming up, a conversation with Pasco County School Superintendent Kurt Browning, Polk County School Superintendent Jackie Bird, and by phone, Sarasota School Board Chair Bridget Ziegler. Support for Florida Matters More comes from the National Foundation for Transplants. Right now, hundreds of Tampa residents need an organ transplant they can't afford. You can join the National Foundation for Transplants Operation Second Chance at transplants.org to learn how to help give someone a second chance at life. And we're also grateful for the support of the Florida Department of Health. If you or a loved one need information about medical marijuana, the Florida Department of Health provides resources on qualifying medical conditions, physicians, and approved treatment centers at flhealth.gov OMMU. Well, after the Parkland school shooting, a new state law requires schools to put armed guards on campus. And we've been talking about the practical ramifications of that with Superintendent Kurt Browning of Pasco County. Hi, Kurt. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Superintendent Jackie Bird of Polk County. Thanks, Jackie. Thank you for having me. And Bridget Ziegler by phone. She's the chairwoman of the Sarasota School Board. Hi, Bridget. Hi. Thanks for having me, Robin. So I want to know how the additions of this new law, how the additions of all these safety positions is going to affect your budget. I know it's got the, the state is providing some money. But it's usually not enough, is what I hear. So, Kurt, how's that going to affect you? <laughs> uh, the, the state has provided about $2.3 million in safe schools money uh, for us. Uh, and then the other thing that a lot of folks don't understand is that we have to take a piece of that and send it to our charter schools. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to be sending about $200,000 of that to our charter schools for safety improvements there. And then uh, as uh, the actual school safety guard program is going to cost us about $2.85 million. And uh, so we're running about a $670,000 deficit. Uh, now, we won't be running that deficit because what we'll end up having to do by law is to cut other things or backfill with other sources of revenue. But at this point on our budget, we're showing about a $670,000 deficit. Is that significant for your budget? It, it is significant because right now we're looking at about a $1.1 million hole that I've got to plug um, between now and the time that we have our first budget hearing on July 31st. Okay. So, Jackie, you've really had to add an, another layer of bureaucracy because everybody has to create a whole new department for school safety. That's yes. the that's the administrator of school safety and then all the other positions underneath it and equipment and everything else. Yes, we did. Um, and, and you're right. Kurt was right. You know, we, we received an additional $3.3 3 for just 
for the school safety part of it. And actually, when we look at all the new guardians that we're hiring with the trainings and everything, it's running us about $4.4 million additionally. So we're already over a million dollars um, with that. So, you know, I, I believe every district's in the same position. Um, we got the funding, but it was not enough funding to do what we need to do. And you, some districts did have to create, a, you know, a whole separate division. We work carefully with the sheriff's office. We have an office of safe schools, but that mainly was dealing with our secondary schools, with our SROs. Now we've had to create these positions for our elementary schools and hire a director of school safety. SROs, school resource so officers. Officer. Those are the officers in uniform with a gun yes. on, on the campus. Um, so are you going to cut positions? How are you going to cover that million dollars, Jackie? Yeah, we're right now we're looking at positions that we have not filled, that we will probably be cutting those positions, and we're looking at our budgets right now very carefully. We, too, have to go back and have that tentative budget hearing um, in July as well. So we're looking at all, all positions in the district because, you know, it's, it's an impact as it is, but we have to make sure that we take it from somewhere and ensure that our, our kids are safe. Is this going to mean, like, less art instruction or music instruction in the elementary schools? Do you think Sarasota County is going to have to cut back on things like that, which traditionally get cut back when there's hard times? Bridget Ziegler. We are fortunate in Sarasota County to have a one mill referendum that was just recently renewed this past March that adds an additional um, about 56 to $58 million in additional operating revenue to the school district. And the arts is a fundamental core element of Sarasota County that makes it unique and this district is committed. I personally am committed to make sure that that does not go anywhere as it has a valuable impact on the education of our students. Um, I think that as we look at any deficits, uh, as as we try to um, finalize the safety and and security initiatives for the schools, um, we need to take a look at as much as possible, ensuring that we protect that classroom and any in, um, programs that we have for our students and be creative uh, when it comes to some of the levels of administration. Um, so that's where we will be focusing as we as we look ahead. Let me put this to all three of you. There was an armed school resource officer at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, and 17 people died. So why do we think in the first place that having a school resource officer at all the schools is going to be the answer? Jackie. Well, you know, one thing about it, and that was a sad day in Parkland. That was a very sad day. But to have someone on campus to stop any assailant that comes on is what we have to have. Currently, right now, we don't have anyone on our elementary school campuses. So putting someone there and ensuring that they know they're going to be there to stop anyone that comes on that campus. And that's what we're, our guardians that we're training, that is the message they're getting from our sheriff. You're going to stop anyone that comes on that campus to harm any of our children or any of our staff. So are we saying, Kurt, we need to put them in the right frame of mind when they're on here that they might have to go in harm's way? Oh, they know yeah. that. Yeah. That's they know that. Because it that, seemed like the one in Parkland didn't seem to have that mind frame. It didn't have that mindset. Well, and, and I wasn't in Parkland, and I, and I don't know what the the mindset was of the uh, the the SRO. But I will tell you, as we've trained our school safety guards, uh, they know. Mm-hmm. Uh, although they're not an SRO, mm-hmm. but they're a school safety guard. Uh, they are there to protect children. Uh, they're there to be vigilant 
Uh, as I said earlier, when kids come onto campus, uh, when kids leave campus, uh, checking doors, gates, uh, if they see a parent walking the hallway without a, a, a visitor's badge on, uh, ask them. You know, we've kind of gotten lax and lazy uh, because uh, I know Miss Sussingham. Oh, she, she's a great parent, you know, and, and but she doesn't have a, a security badge on. Uh, district employees, when they would come into the schools, uh, they weren't signing in. They weren't being uh, what we call raptored. They going through the raptor system. Mm-hmm. Now, the superintendent, when I go to a school, I hand them my driver. Oh, we know who you are. I know, but here's my driver's license. And so it's just that heightened amount of vigilance. Um, will this individual prevent something from happening on a school campus? I wish I could make that promise to you today, but I cannot. But I will tell you, I think we'll be better positioned to deal with it and to prevent it than we were before last year. Bridget, it sounded like you you wanted to chime in there. I believe that you know the SROs um, are going to be critical uh, as we move forward, but it's also thinking out of the box on how we educate our staff, how we educate our students to ensure that they're always alert and aware um, so that we can all, again, mitigate and keep everyone safe. I think that's a, that's a key component that needs to be addressed. Here's something that I know all of you have been thinking about a lot. Um, why Why is this happening? I was talking to someone who um, said that when he was in high school in the late 70s, they had a rifle club. They had a shooting, they had a gun club on campus. Mm-hmm. No one, it didn't enter anyone's mind that a, a student would shoot another student. And now we are in a different planet. Why, yeah. why Kurt? We, well, we are. And and uh, I remember when I was in high school in Pasco County uh, in the mid-'70s when I graduated in Pasco High School. I mean, we had guys with rifles, shotguns in the back of their trucks. Uh, you don't even hunting hunting mm-hmm. you don't even mention guns and it, particularly in Dade City where I grew up I mean that's that was a big thing uh, I, I believe uh, without sending too down about this but I do believe that it's a breakdown of the family I believe that you have social media that plays a huge role in this you have kids that are disconnected from reality when they can play a game a video game where they are shooting and killing and then all they do is hit the reset button and that person's back in the game again they don't they don't understand um they don't happen that doesn't happen in real life when you shoot and kill somebody they are gone uh and and even the discipline pieces the the behavior piece uh we need parents to be so engaged with us we need parents to support teachers in the classroom we need parents to support administrators at the school level. We don't make stuff up. If we get a call or if you get a call from an administrator or a teacher that your child has has uh, acted out and misbehaved, done something that isn't uh, appropriate, uh, don't take the defensive. We want the very best for your children. There's not a superintendent in this state that doesn't want the very best for every child that we serve. But there's also a partnership with those parents and those kids, those students that 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 we're charged with educating. Um, and it's it's a it's a huge task. And with our focus being that of education. Uh, moms and dads have got to be engaged. Students have got to come ready to learn and put all the social media stuff. We post stuff out to social media that is just hurtful, hateful, uh, and we don't think it, it. we can hide behind it, and it's just wrong. I mean, you've heard of bullying instances. You've heard of suicides of students. Uh, you go back and check the social media. They were being bullied or, or uh, uh, messed with on social media. Uh, it's 
it's a it's a it's like nailing jello to a tree. It's it's knowing that the problem's out there, you just can't hold it in your hand. So how do you solve it? How do you solve it? Great way to put it. Jackie, do you have yeah, you know, I've been in education now 30 years and I, and I tell people all the time, this was a conversation I never thought 30 years ago we would be having around the table, but it's here. Um, and we have to have the conversation now. What do we do? Um, Kurt's right, you know, how do we solve it? What do we do? We do need the parents, we need the community. We all have to connect to solve this issue and to help our students. You know, a lot of times our students see things and they want to be copycats. And, you know, that's, it's just not reality of life what it is. Um, and the parents have to get involved with us, not saying that they're not, but we need to engage more with them, engage more with the community, so that when we hear something that's going on, we alert them, we can actually get involved in it and try to solve it to where it doesn't grow into something, what you see happening now today in schools. I mean, absolutely. I think this is such a key component. We have to look ahead, not not talk about only what we do in the event of a tragedy or try to mitigate it, but it's the beforehand. And I think Kurt hit so many elements. I can't even, I, I would echo that exactly precisely what he said. The constant, you know, the partnership between families and our educators has to happen. There has to be faith and, tr- and recognize that we're there for a common goal and we need to work together. Um, I also think that social media, it's only, I believe, exacerbated a problem where, you know, kids are kids and they are not always super nice as they're growing up. And we need as parents, I have two young girls, my job is to teach them and let them understand how to be respectful citizens and, um, and communicate that to them properly, but also work with our teachers and make sure that we understand if there is an issue, that we work together to overcome that, that we all really need to take a hard look at what's happening culturally um, and which I believe is alienating students and causing them to go down this and there has to be personal responsibility for for circumstances to to reset that town. I think that's that's a key component. That's Bridget Ziegler, Sarasota School Board Chairwoman. We've also been talking to Polk County School Superintendent Jackie Bird and Pasco County School Superintendent Kurt Browning. Thank you all so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thanks for joining us. Listen to Florida Matters on the radio Tuesdays at 6.30 p.m. and Sunday mornings at 7.30 on WUSF 89.7. You can always find it online at WUSFnews.org. I'm Robin Sessingham. Come back next week for another episode of Florida Matters More. Subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher.